Support for this show comes from airyourvoice.com. When you need something, what's the first thing you do? You Google it, right? And tell me, when was the last time you went as far as page number three? Probably never. So why would you let your company's website be hidden in that internet wasteland? To get that prize first page, you need three simple letters. S SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization. In short, these are magic tricks and tools that will make your site more visible to Google and to your future customers. Sure, you can pay thousands of dollars every month for a company to improve your SEO, or you can follow the SEO Mastery Training course on airyourvoice.com to become the top-ranked website in your field in no time at all. Are you ready to grow your traffic and increase your sales? Go to airyourvoice.com. Arguably the most powerful politician in Colombia, former President Alvaro Uribe has faced countless accusations of human rights violations and links to paramilitary groups. But just like Chicago gangster Al Capone was nailed for tax evasion, Udibi's downfall might actually come from a case involving fraud and witness tampering, which led to the country's Supreme Court placing him under house arrest earlier this month. El ex-presidente de Colombia, Álvaro Uribe, está en arresto domiciliario. Udibi's future remains uncertain, but whatever happens to him, will have major implications in Colombia's political future. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, I'm the editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is the Explaining Brazil podcast. Alvaro Uribe is... Uh probably the most important politician in Colombia, most uh, predominant uh, figure in terms of political leadership. This is Sebastian Ronderos, a Colombian professor and researcher at the University of Essex in England. And his figure is particularly interesting because he's the only president in Colombia that doesn't come from uh, the traditional elites Uh, which uh, figures since the, the end of the colonial process. So he would be the only outsider, let's say, that reaches uh, the presidency. But how did Uribe become such a central and polarizing figure in Colombia? Alvaro Uribe Vélez was born in Medellin in 1954 to a landowner father and a mother who was a local councillor. And while he didn't belong to the political elite, he did come from a privileged background, having a law degree and an education from Harvard and Oxford. Uribe entered public life in 1982 when he became mayor of Medellin, the capital of the Colombian state of Antioquia. In the following year, 1983, his father was killed at the hands of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, the FARC an event that would shape his public life. Fifteen members of the terrorist group FARC came to the ranch to kidnap him. And as soon as he saw them with a 
long weapons, long rifles. Uh, my father took uh, his pistol and uh, fired them. And then and they fired and killed my father. Udibi's subsequent hardline approach to armed guerrillas may very well have its roots in this act of violence. In many interviews, I have been asked, did you make a decision to run for president with the goal of revenging the, the killing of your father? After stints as a municipal councillor and a stellar period as a senator, Uribe was elected governor of Antioquia in 1994. His role here was very controversial because he uh, had been managing uh, the aerial licenses in which many of the licenses provided by Uribe were to drug lords such as Pablo Escobar. So since then, his link with this emerging elite, let's say, brutal elite, it's seen. And uh, since then, he starts to become more and more predominant, especially in the Liberal Party. But what is interesting is that Uribe manages to create a consensus not only in the Liberal, but also in the Conservative Party. And both parties are those that support his candidacy uh, in the year 2002, when he finally reaches office as president. So the context when Uribe rises to the presidency uh, was a very polarized uh, scenery, but the grievances against FART in the population were uh, growing. It is important to note that Colombia had changed demographically. Most of the population was urban. The armed conflict was basically lived in uh, the rural areas of most of the population had an understanding of the of the of the conflict by TV and uh, and radio basically, and after the failure of the negotiation, the peace agreements between Pastrana and FARC. Pero para hacer la paz, se necesitan dos. This is the moment when officially uh, in the government the discourse is that this is a, terri- a, a narco-terrorist group, uh, the FARC that is, uh, and that it cannot be negotiated with FARC, it is. Fueron cuatro carrobombas, cinco ataques a instalaciones, siete campos minados, el homicidio de 20 civiles, incluyendo mujeres y niños. Interesting to know that this is exactly in the moment where uh, the United States office brings the idea of the preventive war, right? So, uh, this is basically the scenery. It's divided between the state against uh, a group that are called narco-terrorists. And uh, it is seen, or it's an, a consensus, that there is no possibility of negotiating with this, with these uh, guerrilla groups. Uribe's clashes with the FARC began literally from the first moment he was sworn in. Desde la sede del Congreso en Bogotá, la toma de posesión de Álvaro Uribe Vélez como nuevo presidente de los colombianos. After winning the election on a promise to crack down leftist guerrillas, Uribe was welcomed into office with a mortar attack attributed to the FARC that killed 14 people and wounded another 40. Daniel, si te puedo interrumpir, acabamos de escuchar una explosión 
que aparentemente se dio atrás del de eh, Palacio del Congreso aquí. Eh, eso se dio nomás entrada Álvaro Uribe al recinto del Congreso. When he first reaches office, uh, his politics, he uh, immediately gives uh, the Politica de Seguridad Democrática, uh, Politics of uh, Democratic Security, which would be a Colombian rereading of the preventive war from uh, the Bush administration. So it will have a very harsh discourse against uh, the left, criminalizing Uh, the the peasants organizations that work with land associated with the coca leaf production. So there's a very harsh discourse against not only the guerrilla, but the peasants as well. And uh, the, the economic agenda would be basically of uh, freedom of markets. So here he constitutes this, this consensus in terms of politics by opposing the guerrilla groups from on the one side, And on the other side, uh, in terms of opening markets and uh, developing a neoliberal agenda in the in the economic sphere, in the economic sphere, this would be, let's say, the two strongest points uh, of his first presidency. Uh, Uribe is loved and hated because uh, he, first of all, he's the the first figure that manages to recompose an idea of a national state, bipartisan, uh, the, the bipartisan structure of liberals and conservatives had been in crisis since the 70s, and he brings a figure of unity in which all the establishment sort of uh, structures together around his figure. There was a growing grievance against the guerrilla groups that Uribe manages to, 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 to surf in a, in, a, in a magnificent way since the beginning of his first mandate. But the increasing proofs showing the, 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 the links between Uribe and the criminality, especially drug cartels and paramilitary, uh, and the systematic uh, human rights infraction throughout his governments had created also a, a, a huge opposition by the left and by uh, different democratic organizations. And do we have an idea of, um, let's say, the body count during the Uribe administration? How many people were killed by this uh, full-scale war against the FARC? It is very difficult to, to, to know. Uh, it is still being researched precisely because some of the scandals uh, surrounding Uribe point toward the direction there is uh, particularly the false positive scandals, which show that many of the, let's say, as they call them in the army, the positives, meaning the kills of guerrilla groups, weren't actually guerrilla members, but they were students Uh, from the surroundings of the big urban areas, especially Bogota, uh, which were killed and dressed as uh, guerrilla men in order to count them uh, as a success of the uh, politics of democratic security of Uribe. So the numbers are still very difficult to, to, to count 
and it is an ongoing process in which we don't know exactly uh, what the, 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 let's say, the negative counts in the guerrilla groups are, nor the number of people killed uh, by, let's say, human rights infractions. None of these human rights infractions were considered strong enough by courts to challenge Uribe, not when he was a president, nor after he left office. We explain his arrest and its impact on Colombian politics after the break. Are you looking to connect with institutional investors in Brazil? Then you should seek out the good people at AMEC, the Brazilian Association of Investors in Capital Markets. AMEC brings together around 60 asset managers and pension funds from Brazil and abroad, which have a combined portfolio of over $130 billion. AMEC works to support minority shareholders' rights by fostering governance and stewardship principles that strengthen the market as a whole. Plus, they have lots of content that will help you stay up to date with what is happening on Brazilian markets. And we know you like high-quality content from insiders because you're listening to Explaining Brazil. See more at Amec Brazil, and that's Brazil with an S, .org.br. That's Amec Brazil, again, with an S, .org.br. Alvaro Uribe left office in 2010 with a 70-plus percent approval rating and had little problem in appointing his successor, Juan Manuel Santos, who served as Uribe's defense minister. But the two would go their separate ways when Santos brokered a peace deal with the FARC. Uribe became the most vocal opponent of the deal and was successful in convincing a narrow majority of the population to say no to the deal in a referendum. His influence has waned, however. And that had everything to do with the Supreme Court decision to place him on house arrest earlier this month. Álvaro Uribe's arrest, simply put, it is because of proofs of bribery and intimidation of witnesses. But what is interesting is, is that the origin of, of, of this, let's say, preventive arrest comes from a debate uh, within the, the parliament held by Congressman Ivan Cepeda about paramilitarism and how the origin of paramilitary took place. So within this debate in the Congress, uh, Ivan Cepeda showed a series of, of uh, audios, of files, of videos, uh, of uh, documentation showing the link of Uribe with the emergence of the paramilitary groups. Uh, and among some of the people that he was interviewing was the ex-paramilitary Juan Guillermo Monsalve. So right after this debate, Uribe files into the justice a claim that Mr. Cepeda was uh, bribing uh, witnesses for this debate. And what the Supreme Court found uh, is that not only Cepeda was not intervening 
with uh, with the justice, but that who was bribing and who was uh, uh, intimidating a set of witnesses, amongst them this ex-paramilitary Juan Guillermo Monsalve, was former President Uribe. So, Sebastian, if he had stayed quiet, maybe nothing would have happened to him. Yes, maybe not, but I guess this is a good thermometer to show uh, that Uribe passed from being the main political leader, uh, winning the consensus in Colombia, uh, to being one of the most questioned uh, political figures in Colombia, defending himself constantly against uh, different claims, not only about his past, but his presence. So we see that Uribe is now being highly contested, right? What will be the repercussions of this downfall in Colombia? Because the current government, headed by President Ivan Duque, is quite Uribista. The impact of Uribe's arrest in Colombian politics is very significant because it comes in a moment where Uribism as a political project is starting to break. Uh, there had been scandals regarding the current government showed, for instance, electoral fraud with drug money uh, in favor of the, of the Uribist candidate uh, and links of Marta Lucia Ramirez and her family with drug cartel have also come into the light. She is uh, the current vice president. So this, this set of, of scandals was already fracturing the image of Uribism and after the peace agreements also started to break the imaginary that the problem is the guerrilla. So with Uribe's current arrest, it uh, further puts into question and opens up a space in justice to scrut- on justice to scrutinize the different claims and allegations against Uribe's figure and against the political legacy of Uribism in the last 10 years. And is this fracture among Udibistas why we're seeing this crackdown? Because he is the first head of state in Colombia to be in such a position. I think that it has to do on the one side with the peace agreements. The peace agreements created a judicial process which gave independence to the judiciary on the one side. So it crafted a space and oxygen for the independence of powers in order to process uh, uh, um, a judicial process against someone as important as it is a precedent. And on the other hand, uh, it is very expressive how Santos, being of one of the most traditional families in politics in Colombia, the Santos family, breaks with Uribism. And this shows that there are some political groups in the traditional elites that are starting to contest the legacy of Uribe and and that are starting to craft a new structure of of political influence. How do you see Colombian politics moving forward? I think Uribismo's pact has breaked. I think little can be done in order to restore uh, the different agreements and coalitions that uh, made of Uribismo the main political project in Colombia. 
there are in the undercurrents of, uh, of politics in Colombia new political projects growing which open up a new political cycle. Uh, one of them being probably the, the strongest ones and also constituting itself as a mass movement uh, phenomena is the uh, figure of Gustavo Petro and the movement that it has been creating surrounding his figure as a possibility of uh, renewing the political agreements by bringing substantial changes such as uh, land reform, for instance. The COVID crisis has a, a wide impact on politics, especially in terms of urbanism. Uh, one of the main reasons is that the public has widely disapproved the management of the uh, current Ivan Duque administration in the COVID crisis, whereas all these other figures, such as that of the major of Medellin or the major of Bogota, uh, which are independent candidacies, have been growing in terms of favorable views by the public. So this further deepens the crisis in which Uribism stands from not only the uh, preventive arrest of Uribe, but also since the peace agreements with FARC. Sebastian Ronderos is a Colombian professor and researcher at the University of Essex. On August 18th, Uribe stepped down from his Senate seat in his resignation letter he said the house arrest and, quote, violations of legal guarantees, and quote, impeded him from remaining a lawmaker. If you like explaining Brazil, please rate us with five stars. That is really important for us. But if you truly want to support us, sign up to the Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We offer a seven-day free trial, no strings attached, which gives you access to the site for a week, without the need to insert any credit card details whatsoever. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro, and we will see you back here next week. <music>